want you to see what we've been working on, Walter. I want you to see what she's done. see another face in the background, an extra, an extra who you recognize to be a young woman named Cordelia, the older sister of the little girl ghost who has been haunting you for weeks, Millie, August Strom, you see that brief moment of Cordelia on the screen, a woman that you have had a conversation with in the past discussing the fact that you can see her little sister and you turn to your right and Millie is oblivious to this. She is kicking the seat in front of her and staring up at the ceiling. This feels like, like the, the moment I've been looking for, like just, just like some type of lead to, to, to go forward. So uh, I'm actually going to jolt out of the seat and, get out of the theater and go to a phone booth outside to, to try and give Cordelia a call. We see you racing out of the theater, a little girl with long brown stringy wet hair sloshes behind you and uh, you find a payphone. and who are you calling? I I'm calling Cordelia's house, but uh, her, her parents aren't exactly a big fan of me, so I, I am going to uh, disguise my voice. Does that mean you're about to do a voice right now? I mean, <laughs> it's just a mild one. Just going to not sound like August. Roll disguise voice. Oh, dear. That's not a stat I've built up. <laughs> Hello. Hello there. I'm with the talent agency and had a potential job for Cordelia. May I speak to her? Well, this sounds like that spiritual medium that came... <laughs> Doesn't sound anything like him. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> a little voice, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that sufficient enough? All right, okay, okay, okay. What did you say? What bullshit did you say? say? <laughs> I was too busy wanting to make that joke, and I, didn't, I wasn't listening. Jay, you're one-track mind today. One-track mind. 
This is Robert Calloway from the talent agency. I was just calling to Cordelia. We have an opportunity for her and wanted to see if we can get her out for an audition. That's so exciting. I'm sure she'd love to hear about it, but Cordelia, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't live here. Did, did she give you this address? Uh, this was the most recent address that we had on file for her, yes. Oh, she, she moved out. Did you have a number I could reach her at? Where, where did she move to? Uh, she moved to a, uh, an apartment building. Uh, she had a friend, a lovely girl. I met her, I met her. Her name was, um, what was it? It was uh, Bonnie. Yes, Bonnie, sweet thing. You know, they met while making a picture. What picture were they working on together? Oh, well, I've watched it several times. They're, they're just in the background, but I'm so proud of her. It's, it's called The Lucky Bachelor. They, they don't have any lines. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, what a magnificent it, film. What an opportunity that was for them. She said it was a, a fantastic time, and she, was, she felt like she was really going to be able to... to she, her foot was firmly in the door, as they say. I was so happy to hear it. And um, she'd met that girl, Bonnie, and decided that they were going to move in together. And... Uh, she really had a good head on her shoulders. We we talked a lot about it, and um, well, they they moved to an uh, uh, apartment building, Staley, Staley Apartments in Bunker Hill. Do, do you have the address, ma'am? Uh, yes. And she gives that to you. Thank you so much, ma'am. You've been a tremendous help. And then Jay rolls an intelligence check, and Cordelia's mother failed at realizing that she may have given the address to her daughter to a serial killer. Right. Right. <laughs> so now now that's in her head permanently. Yeah. No no um, she she doesn't know. She's she's uh, so great. She, she fumbled on that great. one. She's just like everything's coming up for Cordelia. And also in in these phone booths they t- uh, they, they typically have like phone books back then, right? Where where you can look up phone numbers, right? My god. Um Don't, that's a thing. Do I know that? I don't know that, but we're going to go ahead and go with it and um, jump in the comments down below and tell us yeah. if you know they had <laughs> phone books in yeah, they, phone they had them, like, chained on. back You've never in 1955. Yeah. Phone books were a thing? <laughs> I would look this up, <laughs> but I, quite frankly, I just don't give a shit. So, yeah, there's a phone book in the... Yes, or I don't know if they were chained in payphones <laughs> in Hollywood, uh, yeah. but we can say they were because the Gale. first phone book is from 1878. So I've got yeah. to go. Totally, got it covered. <laughs> I am going to look up and see if I can find Haley Stone's number. Do you have a phone? Yeah, I think I was probably in one of those buildings where it was a shared phone, where there's like messages for me when I come in, that kind of thing. Okay, you call the number, and Haley Stone's not not present. Somebody tells you on the other end, like, she left earlier this morning. Could you tell her to, to, to call August Strom back? And I, I leave my phone number. It's urgent. It, it, it truly is. Sure thing, Daddy-o. Thank you. It's probably getting towards evening now, right? So, mm, well, well, no, well it's like you, still mid-afternoon. You shit today, man. You, you woke up, I, you had a weird conversation with Yeah, I did a job Bill. earlier in the day, too, okay? Oh, did you did. Her. You did. Yeah. But you, you know what? You're going to... You hang up the phone, sure thing, Daddy-O, and we cut to, where is Haley Stone? 
flip the page of the paper. (laughs) (laughs) Haley is sitting in the Goodrich Pictures studio lot trying to figure out a way to see R.A. Goodrich, which right now is proving to be difficult. There's a moment, nobody knows this but me and now everybody, but uh, I consider slashing that guy's tires. I'm like, that is not the kind of person that I am, actually. If I ever hope to work again, I should probably not do that. But I am curious about, like, the reception situation in R.A.'s office. Like, is there a receptionist? Is it just his office? Is it, like, a whole... I know we're on the, like, studio premises, so I'm not really sure what that would be like for him. There is definitely a receptionist. She, um... Has a name, probably. Yeah. Lorraine. She is in her 20s, a blonde bob, and uh, you know, everybody knows that uh, all of R.A. Goodrich's receptionists are in their early 20s and are often fired by the time they turn 25. <laughs> mm-hmm. How long is... I Do I know her as Lorraine, or... Do I just know her as, like, oh, that's the type? She's got a little uh, name played <laughs> that says Lorraine. Doesn't even Cute. say her last name. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks it's awesome. She really does have a last name, though. I, I have it. I'm sure. It's fine. Yeah, I would I would walk up to her and I say, hi, um, Lorraine, how are you today? Yeah, I, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. And she's just hanging up the phone. And she's writing something down. Be with you in just a second. Okay. What? How can I help you? I'm having a bit of a day today. I mixed up my calendar and I thought that I was on the schedule to see R.A. today about a picture. But I I understand that that's probably not the case. I thought today was tomorrow. You know how that goes. Um, but I don't suppose there's any way you could squeeze me in. Ooh, let me see. Hang on just a second. And she starts flipping through the book. Can I try to look over her shoulder while she's looking at his schedule today to see, like, what he's doing? Mm Mm-hmm. Give me a spot hidden roll. Great. All right, little dice. We talked about this before the show. Okay. Oh, no. Oh! One of them fell on my chair. I'm just going to put it on the... No! (laughs) <laughs> no i failed failed it failed that she has bad handwriting okay <laughs> yes she has handwriting like a um <laughs> or she has her hand, handwriting like me and you can't read it at all so you're you're trying to peek over and she's flipping through these pages really fast and she hits a she looks at it and she goes i'm sorry you know he had time but and then as she says but door opens behind her and this guy walks out of R.A. Goodrich's office and you can see R.A. in the background he's got his jacket off and his sleeves are rolled up and he's got a red tie that he's uh, untightened and you can see he's he's like rubbing his brow angry and this guy walks out of the office he is in his mid-40s, clean-shaven with a fedora 
you can see salt and pepper hair peeking out from underneath it. His skin is red from being out in the sun a lot. He looks very weathered, I think would be a good word for it. He's a, a thick trunk chested individual and the buttons on his uh, dress shirt seem to strain uh, against um, his ribs and he has a jacket that is uh, just as ill-fitting and he has this intense demeanor and in his hand he has a folder see Lorraine she kind of watches him go by the question now is do you know who this guy is and so we're gonna have to do a roll to see if you know who this man is what is that role i don't know i mean i'd love to i'd love to do it just against regular intelligence that sounds great okay 42 that's a success all right this man is moses mayhew and he is the fixer anytime there is a problem behind the scenes with an actor that are in a situation that could possibly bring problems to a production or the studio, Moses Mayhew cleans it up. Mm. He is not a man to mess with. And he definitely has a intense reputation for people in Hollywood circles. I know what he looks like. What's his like demeanor as he walks out? Is he... Determined. He's determined. Okay. Like on a mission sort of thing. Focused. Does Lorraine wait for him to clear the room before she finishes whatever she was going to say? What what happens to her? So he walks by and he goes through the door, closes behind him, and she goes, that guy, he gives me the heebies and the jeebies. Yeah. What was I, I saying? You know what? It doesn't even matter, honestly. I really appreciate your time. I understand it seems like a stressful time today in this office. Um, He's got five minutes. And she goes, R.A., R.A., someone's here to see you. And you turn (laughs) towards the door. (laughs) And R.A. Goodrich gets, you hear the creaking of his uh, leather high back chair as he pulls up. He's a big guy. You can hear the springs decompressing, squeaking, and he takes several stomping footsteps towards the door, eeks it out. What? What are you saying? And she says, we we have somebody who, who just wanted to see you, and I saw that you had like a little bit of time. Your meeting with Mr. Mayhew is a, a little short. Could you Could you... Could you fit her in, maybe? Does he say? He doesn't see. He probably. I don't. What does he seem like? Is he gonna say bad things? I don't. I. Do I have any sort of insight whatsoever? Psychology would be possibly something that could. These are all things that I was like. I don't need this. (laughs) What do I need to put points into this for? Yeah. So I don't. I'm not. Nope. I just don't say anything. Cool. What does he look like? What's he doing? What's he saying? His, his brow furrows and he opens the door a little wider. He looks at you, looks at her, 
and takes a few more steps out. Now he's in this little reception area. The reception area has these like mahogany shelves of scripts and posters of successful movies that have come up in the past. There's a little uh, bench, comfortable little bench and some chairs for people to sit who are waiting for the meeting. Uh, behind you, for the first time, you realize that there is a script writer who is sitting there with a manuscript on his lap and he's shaking terrified of what's happening right now <laughs> and uh, this little nebbish guy is back there and he's just watching this uh, happen and Arya Goodrich comes out and he goes you want me to fit her in is that about right are you scheduling my day today now is that what you think this is and oh sir I'll uh I apologize. I I don't mean to get Lorraine here in trouble. I I was at a party at Zelda Grantham's house last night with, with Walter. Say no more. Come inside. Lorraine, don't think. And he gestures towards the door for you to walk into his office. And I do. When you step in, you hear him turn to that writer who's sitting on a chair waiting and he just looks at him and he goes, write it again. And then closes the door. The door slams shut. So, you were at the party last night. Is that right? You're, um, Joanne's friend. Driver. You're the stunt driver. Yeah, we all do a lot of good work for us. Well, thank you, sir. We were reminiscing about that just last night. Walter. So you Zelda. were at this party last night. I was, sir. What did you hear about it, if you don't mind my asking? I'm really interested in what you, <laughs> what you saw. Well, uh, Walter was in a state. So you were there when Walter came home? I was. Mm-hmm. And would, would you describe the state as, um, how would you describe it? That's what I want to know. Sure was troubled. I could say that. Troubled, yeah. I, I don't know much about what he was saying, uh, but he was he seemed to have been drinking, sir. Hmm. You know, Walter is a bit of a uh, he enjoys a good bourbon from time to time. Uh have you heard from him or Zelda today? Just spoke on the phone with them moments ago. And and how are they? Much better. That's I think it was uh something that a uh, some fresh air and uh some grounding. Do you know what I mean by grounding? I, I don't think I do, sir. Sometimes the stresses of this business can drive us a little crazy. And it takes a grounding to bring our feet back on the ground. And Walter and Zelda seem to be under a lot of stress. She has a movie coming up. As I'm sure you know, I believe she lobbied have Joanne on the picture. And Walter, well, Walter is a star. And prone to episodes, even the best of us. But I think a little time together and a little time off, like a vacation, might be very helpful for them. I think you might be right. Let me ask you, Haley. That's your name, isn't it? It is, sir. Let me ask you, Haley. What do you know about this Young man who was also at the party last night. There were many young men at the party last night, sir. I'm looking for a particular one who was there when he was a, um, 
some kind of medium said he could talk to ghosts. Are you familiar with this man? I've heard of those mediums, sir. Believe in what they say about ghosts. No, I can't say that I do, but apparently this man was at the party last night and may have caused Zelda, and maybe even Walter, I, I, I don't know the full story, may have caused them a bit of distress. And if you know anything about him, your cooperation would be appreciated. I don't know. I do remember them saying there was going to be one of them seance things happening at the party, but I also heard there were many people who left because of uh, a buffoon of that type. Sort of making a bit of a fool of himself is what I understand. I thought that uh, he must have left with all of them, table between his legs. I went and I was playing cards a bit in the garage, you know, got my own vices, I suppose you could say. As do we all. Walter didn't show up until much later, though. Well, if you don't know, you don't know, right? I have to say, I'm very, very, very sorry to hear that. Can I help you with anything else? Oh, I don't know, sir. I was um, just in the in the neighborhood. Thought I would thank you again for the the experience of being on one of your pictures and offer my services to you in any way that I might be of sport. I I will certainly, as you know, I am I'm quite close with Miss Lamore, and and I if I hear of anything, I can endeavor to let you know. And he gets up, and he gestures you to the door as though he's going to walk you there. Happy to hear it. And he puts his hand on the door and turns and looks at you. And he says, if you remember anything that you may have forgotten, that you weren't able to tell me during this conversation, and you, you're able to recall something that you'd like to tell me, I think it would be best for both of us that you do that. Understood. Thank you, sir. You have a good day, Miss Stone. And you as well. He opens the door. You walk out. I try to keep it pretty casual until I get out of the office. And then I'll put a little bit of speed on. I was in there a few, few for a few minutes, but I'm I'm feeling a little bit curious about if I can uh catch whatever car Mr. Mayhew will take out of here. Not necessarily to follow it. If I can, that'd be great, but um just to see what kind of car. Who is, who's driving him. So you do the kind of slow, like, that was a normal conversation and not creepy at all. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. see you, Lorraine. Good luck. Um, hope you turn 25 soon. And you open the door <laughs> and then you start fast stepping through the hallways, your eyes darting about. And you're, you're like, okay, that conversation probably took like 10 minutes. And you start trucking it through the studio lot to try and find the parking lot. Ooh, what kind of movement skills? Well... What even is Call of Cthulhu? Dexterity? Dexterity? Sure. I mean, I'm not driving a vehicle yet. No, and I'm not, not about to steal a golf cart or something like that. Yeah, give, so. me, a, give me a dexterity. Great. Yes! This is... We're doing, we're doing much better. Thank you, Dice. That's a, that's a, not quite a, a hard success, but 
a, it's a good success. It's a very good success. Okay. Uh, so you start running and you have the idea that because it took so long, you start making your way towards the gate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to the lot. Mm-hmm. And you're able to see Moses Mayhew driving out of the lot and you're able to see his car. Does he drive himself? Yes. Okay. He's driving a um, a, a Plymouth Fury. Mm, what color? It is lipstick red mm. with um, the hood is black. You don't necessarily need to tell me which direction. I just want to clock the direction that he's going. And then I'm going to my car and I'm driving to Zelda's house. You hop in your car and you start to take off towards Zelda's Gale. I didn't forget about you. It's okay. Joanne, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You've gotten a lot of details. I have gotten a lot of details, and I'm really excited to do something, but Haley isn't at home. <laughs> so uh, I'm sitting there looking at Mr. Strom's card, and I'm also thinking about calling R.A., which I don't want to do because I don't like talking to R.A. if I need something. I like talking to R.A. when he needs something. So I... Tell my assistant, Mildred, to arrange lodging in Indio Hills, and I tell my driver, my actual paid driver, (laughs) Philip, I know. You don't pay me? I didn't realize that. Um, I'm sure I buy you lots of stuff. (laughs) Oh, fair, fair, fair. Wait, what are you saying? I just found out that I don't get paid to drive the moor around. I was like, oh. (laughs) Wait. Philip, uh, get the car ready. We're going to Indio Hills. So I call Haley's apartment again to see if she's there and leave a message um, that I'm going to Indio Hills and that uh, um, I'll call her back with the number when when I've got it. I sit around and wait because I'm sure these things take time, but I'm also impatient. And it's one of those things where I'm like, but I always get things arranged for me to arrive. So that's how I do things. And I also want to just go. So at one point, I even call Philip on my house phone and say, Philip, how, how far is it to Indio Hills? Like an hour? No, ma'am. Several. A few hours. Several. A few. Not several. A few hours. Oh. I, I should bring a book or something. All right. All right. Thank you, Philip. Who the fuck is Philip? Like, I missed whatever <laughs> the fuck dri- we're doing driver. right now. What is happening? <laughs> my driver. You're getting the you car You have ready. another driver. That's what I'm He's... saying. <laughs> yeah, I said Haley's not my not my driver. She's a stunt driver. I don't even get paid. Just, Haley is my friend. What the fuck are you on about? What do you mean? She's your driver. <laughs> she drives me a lot. But no, I have a she driver drives who's you, but with what is, me so all what the time. Me. <laughs> yes, I do. But I also have to have somebody around all the time to drive me if you're not there all the time. This is a gentleman that lives in my house, Haley. Philip lives in your house? (laughs) Yes. I have servants. Do you know what my credit rating is? Who the fuck is this guy? So what are we doing, Philip? You're leaving. I'm leaving. I'm going to Indio Hills. Okay. With Philip. Now, all right, let me type this in because I need to remember Philip. And Mildred, my assistant. 
She's not coming. What? I don't think. Inventing whole staff because shit. There's no Mildred. No, I think right? I have a cook as well. I forget her name. <laughs> this is <laughs> what. Uh, I don't know why this is so funny to me, but it okay. is. <laughs> it's just you and Philip, right? We're not going down there with an army, are we? No, we're not. <laughs> so you made these phone calls. You make mm-hmm. one phone call to Haley, and they're like, she's out, dude. Mm-hmm. And you're like, bring me the staff. And <laughs> yes. 45 minutes, I was working with the other two. And I come back, and you spent that 45 minutes thinking of how you're going to have like a dozen people take you to Indio Hills. Mm-mm. Just, Just one. Just ten. She, I will tell you, Joanne Lamore absolutely cannot drive. I mean, she can, but she really should not drive oh, looking at her drive stats. Okay. What a fun story that would be. Joanne's <laughs> like, I'll just have to do it myself. And then she, we no. roll your drive stat, which is Remember, probably... Remember, this, um, this is based off of Nora 20%. Desmond. She does not. She has a driver. Okay. <laughs> Full time that lives with her. And in fact, she used to be married to him, but I was not ever married to Philip. just so we're clear. Oh, uh, <laughs> Suspicious that there's something going on on the side here. <laughs> Are we about to do like a really episode on the table. about you Who and was Phillip? married to her driver? And I'm like, oh, wow. fuck, I was not. Jo- Miss Joanne, I I appreciate driving you and I appreciate the employment, but it feels wrong driving you, especially when I just feel like we're doing Haley wrong. <laughs> And um, I'll drive you this time, but this is the last time. <laughs> and I think you need to what make what? things official with Miss Stone. So are you quitting? No, I said I'm driving you this last time because I can't quit you. <laughs> of course you can't. Nobody can. I, I'm 63 years old. <laughs> and close to retirement and this trip to Indio Hills is going to be the last job I do for you before I retire and enjoy my life with my grandkids Philip you're exhausting and I hang up (laughs) Mildred I know that you and Philip want to retire together but I need Mildred says I'm not driving you I told you I don't like how you get Philip to drive you instead of Miss Stone sometimes. <laughs> She's really committed to you. Mildred, did you find lodging in Indio Hills? I need yes. the number. All yeah. right. I call Haley's apartment back. Tell she her to call is me still not number. here, for Christ's sake. If I got to answer this phone one more time for Haley Stone. I didn't realize, I'm not usually this popular. Yeah. The other I've people in the building are sick of it. I've only called you three times. <laughs> well, we got another call from another some other guy. Who is that? Well, let me check the books. Uh, <laughs> let's see. This was on the last page of the note. Uh, August Strom. And look at the card. Oh, what is he calling about? I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't even know you. <laughs> I am Joanne Lamore. 
Let's take a break. (laughs) Hello again, dear listeners. It's Jay, and I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I'm stepping in for the briefest of moments to inform you on how you can show your appreciation for the work we're doing here at Out of Depth. One way you can help out is to just recommend the show to friends and strangers. Our goal is to get our stories out to as many ears as we can, so word of mouth is huge for us. Recommending the show to your friends or leaving a review at whatever site you're listening to us at, that goes a long way to helping us find and build our audience. But Jay, you may say, can't I just give you a small fraction of my expendable income? How do I get it from my pocket to yours? Well, you can go to patreon.com slash get out of depth and subscribe at any tier you feel comfortable with for as long as you would like to. Our patrons get all kinds of behind the scenes info on the work that we do here at Out of Depth. They also get first view of our raw recording videos for each episode of the show and they get exclusive access to our postseason Q&A where we, the cast, discuss the story and why we made the terrible decisions that we did. So if you want that kind of access to us, you're only going to get that at patreon.com slash getoutofdepth. That money helps us pay for artists and collaborators and expands our ability to create fun stories for you to enjoy. We don't do ads or paid endorsements of games, which means support from our listeners like you is absolutely vital to our growth. If you want to be a part of that, you can do it at patreon.com slash getoutofdepth. Thank you so much. And with that out of the way, let's get back to the show and see what dark shadows our investigators will step into next. Joanne Lamore is in the backseat of a car driving down lonely uh, rocky roads to Indio Hills. While that's happening, she, she should arrive by nightfall. Tara... Haley Stone is going to Zelda's house. Mostly, I don't know that I'm going to intervene. I want to know if that's where that guy is going. Is he going Mm. straight to them? And I am a little worried. Now, I also, while we're driving, can I have a little, like, memory montage and try to think to myself about the type of fixes that I know that this Hollywood fixer usually employs? Like, do people disappear entirely? Do they drop out of the public eye is all? Do they, are there like, like that kind of stuff? Like what kind of resolutions does he usually come into? Some of the resolutions involve him making sure that people who have uh, evidence in regards to uh, like dirt on a Hollywood star that the studio needs to be squeaky clean, he ensures that that person relinquishes that dirt mm-hmm. and doesn't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. How he does that, from what you hear, is scary. And the studio hasn't had a problem. So whatever his methods are, they must be very effective. Great. Uh, how far away, like, how far is the drive, I guess, to, to Zelda's house from there? Uh, make a drive roll. Oh, thank you. I would love to. Thanks. I actually, should I tell you at this point that it's impossible for me to fail a drive roll unless you want to make it hard? Thank you for that information. 
Yeah, What's a hundred or ninety nine? I made it. Just... I actually made it a hundred and thirty. So this is where all my extra points go because this way, if something is hard, like if we're driving out of something like really difficult, and I have to make a half high roll, I have like a sixty five still. Because uh, this is my thing. This is my right. thing. This I wasn't even thinking that you could go points. over a hundred, but that's that's can you awesome. Not? <laughs> I don't know. I think you can. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. I mean, it yeah, makes I, sense. So technically, I, yeah, you're I, supposed to get permission. I th- oh, okay. no, I care. I'm, I mean, yeah. if we can always, I, you know, what we could, if you wanted to, you could tell me no, and then I have a couple. I just have those two. It's just drive auto and mechanical repair that I made really high. If I tell you no, then you take that 30 points and you put it in something that you've been like failing. Like persuasion or psychology <laughs> or like, I don't know, no. something. <laughs> it works out for me. All right. But no, yeah, let's drive. Where are we going? <laughs> it's all good. This is just how quick you get to Zelda's. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, let me roll. I'll roll for that. <laughs> I rolled a 10. You know I, all the side streets. You know the quickest way there. You know. I do. Yeah. My, you know yeah. exactly how to get there, and you're like, I think I beat. It. Yeah, I had to. Can I beat him? I, can I beat him? I would right. try if I could. So you get there, and you don't see another car. Mm-hmm. The gate is closed. Mm-hmm. And there's a attendant at the gate, and he says, "Sorry, Miss Zelda and Mister Lamb are not seeing people today." Oh, I apologize, but I left um I left my my jacket upstairs at the party last night. I see. I'm going to go and get that. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Is that what you wanted to happen from this? No. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> what thought... do you want to happen from this conversation? Well, you I might need to look for <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. Uh, I mean, if they're not, if um, I'll just say, uh, you know, never mind. It's um, I'll I'll come back for it later. Uh, th- is everything all right here, though? Everything's doing. Everybody's all right here. I'm just concerned. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I would psychoanalyze you if I could, but <laughs> she, put, she put a billion points in drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why uh, i don't care i'm like yep drive skills sweet yeah yeah i got here pretty fast i'm gonna try to drive away but not too far away and just see watch see just sit there for up. like 15 20 minutes or something okay. like that yeah while you're doing that you find a little spot down the hill that you know this guy would have to pass you Mm-hmm. To go to Zelda's house. Mm-hmm. While you hunker down and wait, August Strom is... So I've I've gone back to my apartment, and I am lighting some candles in the bathroom, and I am going to try and cast a spell. Okay. So I'm trying to contact the spirits of the dead. Yeah. And want to try and focus on on Bonnie's energy to try and see if she's dead or if she's somehow trying to get some sort of spiritual connection with, you know, if she's in trouble with something from the spirit realm. All right. So you're running a bath, mm-hmm. presumably, right? Yeah. How many, uh, how many, what, what is it, power? How yeah. How many of those are you going to put in it? 
I am going to do 12. So 12 times 5 is 60. Mm -hmm. And then what other... I am going to try and intensely concentrate on on Bonnie as much as I can from the, the few images that I've gotten from her from the movie and her headshot and kind of try and put some intensity into that. And, you know, we'll also get a bonus from fully submerging myself. Okay, so you get another bonus from that. That's what I want. Could you make a power roll? And this will determine whether or not you get that bonus bonus. from thinking of Bonnie. Okay. Uh, 40. So, yeah. Okay. That's a hard success. So I get a bonus of 10. You get a five-point bonus for being in the tub. Mm Mm-hmm. And then your will, your power roll is going to give you another five, so that puts you at seventy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're trying to roll under seven. Thirty-one. Okay. You light your candles, surround the tub. It's filled up with water, and you drop yourself inside. You take three deep breaths and submerge yourself completely. After a moment, you feel that burning sensation in your chest and you are trying to reach. This is a very difficult, difficult spell to cast under these circumstances. But you are so determined to find that thin space where the spirit world meets the world of the living. Through your will, you are able to locate it. You reach into it. Focusing on this young woman, Bonnie Hunsacker. Something feels amiss. You open your mouth to receive a spirit, something that could hopefully guide you. Or, worst case scenario, may actually be Bonnie herself. You open up your mouth. And you feel your lungs fill with this icy, icy cold plasma. It's thick, like slush. And you raise up out of the tub and you regurgitate on the floor and see this crystallized blue plasmatic chunks all over your candles that you lit, snuffing some of them out. You're the sizzle of those flames being extinguished. This substance, this slime on the floor, starts to congeal together and undulate and pulse. And you can slowly make out this warped form. Was that an elbow? Was that a... Was that a cheek? God, is it making a mouth? And you can see for a moment a face that looks like the same woman that you've seen in the pictures, same woman that you saw on those films, Bonnie Hunsacker. And she screams in terror before every bit of this substance rips apart as though some unseen claws are rending her flesh from her 
Skull, I need you to make a sanity roll. <laughs> Tara needs to make a sanity roll. <laughs> Again. <laughs> what is my sanity score? <laughs> yeah. 33. So that's uh, another strong success. Right. Uh, you see it and the crystallized plasma starts to fade into your floorboards and standing nearby watching with concern is a little girl and Millie sister of Cordelia Betancourt her eyes are big and she's shaking her head I'm kind of hyperventilating from just that intense experience but I do I do sign to her did you see that she nods slowly and just from my own experience have i ever experienced anything like that before like this was not a spirit i this did no. not seem like a, a spirit it, it was i was m- maybe connecting with something from potentially the spirit world that's currently has her or something millie starts to sign yeah i need you to roll yeah. your asl stab <laughs> that's a 98 so uh very far off I'd like to push. See if I can. What way are you pushing? It's a dark room. It's a dark room, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm trying to relight the <laughs> candles because I, I can't even see her hands because it's so dark. And I'm, I'm just using a towel to wipe myself off and say, Millie, pl- please, like I'm. Okay. Tell me like I'm five. <laughs> All right. This one's gonna have consequences. Yeah. Besides, just not knowing what she's saying. Are you fucking kidding me, mate? It's an 83. That's... You and Millie cannot get on the same page. No. I I was able to understand what she said uh, one time last week, but uh, I keep on really rolling poorly for sign language. You look at her exasperated, and you just can't follow. Yeah. And she stomps her feet, throws her hands up in the air, and she leaves. This image I got of of Bonnie. Was there any environment in the background or anything? Was I just, it was like a three dimensional sculpture of Bonnie. Yeah. That ripped that just kind of formed onto my floor there. Yeah. Yeah. Like a bust, like shoulders. And did I see much more of this thing that was, that was rending her? Was it, was it, was there it was like, invisible. it was like, it was, you could yeah. just see her flesh imprint. I could just see how it was reacting to whatever was to yeah. sell. Yeah. Well, now I'm, my worst fears have been confirmed that this is real and this is extremely bad. Where, where's Bunker Hill? Bunker Hill is a neighborhood that doesn't really exist anymore in Los Angeles today. And Bunker Hill was an area near downtown Los Angeles. It was in the early, early, early days, a place where rich folk built these extravagant Victorian homes, massive homes. And then as the city expanded and grew, those people left those homes. Those homes got turned into uh, apartments. And Bunker Hill kind of became known as an area where um, the lower class people were living in these what would have been mansions that were now... Um, essentially slums. Yeah. 
And you also know that at this time period, in 1955, Bunker Hill, which is actually in uh, inset into a hill, they built these these buildings on a hill. So it was very similar. If you if you ever look at old pictures of it, it's almost like San Francisco. And at this point, you would know that Bunker Hill is currently the target of the city council who is forcibly buying up all the property from people so mm. that they can demolish all of it and turn it into a modern portion of the city. So it's a rough area and it is targeted for demolition. Um, but uh, those plans are only just now getting underway, particularly the acquisition of that land. So really fascinating place well yeah i i feel like i can't wait any longer and i am going to head to bunker hill to stale staley's staley apartment and hotel it's a one of the it's a kind of a combination of apartments and hotels where if you pay long enough it's an apartment and if you just yeah. want it for tonight it's tonight and that's a Got hotel it. yeah it's late for you you get a cab to take you to bunker hill Tara, mm-hmm. Moses Mayhew doesn't show. Well, that's a bit of a comfort to me, uh, at least for now. And being here made me think again about Joanne, and so I'm going to start heading home. Okay. You head home, and you have a lot of messages. <laughs> I, do, I, I imagine the yeah, person downstairs is a little irritated. Sorry. There's like a piece of paper that is tacked on the wall that just says, Haley. And it's an arrow pointing at the steno pad where the memo <laughs> pad where all the like Joanne, Joanne, August, Joanne. <laughs> Before I go upstairs, would try them both, but I know that that I don't get an answer. Yeah. You actually get an answer at Joanne's place. Mm. A woman named Mildred answers and she says, I'm so sorry. I know I shouldn't tell you this, but. She's with Philip. <laughs> Again? <laughs> I know that she said the last time is the last time, but I understand. What was her? She must have been in quite the rush. Um, uh, she said she she made me book a room at uh, Indio Hills. In Indio Hills. Yeah. Oh well, all right. Well, how she long ago a, did she leave? Um, maybe an hour ago. She's probably a third of the way there. Do you, did you make that reservation, Mildred? I did. Do you know, were there, you have the, could you give me the um, yep. address for the, the hotel? You're going to go win her back, aren't you? I'm going to do my best. You know, this is Philip's last drive. Did he say that? He did. He said he's retiring after this. Wow. I'm sure he'll live. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> uh, anyway. We'll see. I mean, honestly, him saying this is his last drive and that, I don't know, feels like he could live through it. Is it like dinner time right now? Yeah. Okay. I will pack a bag and eat some food and see if uh, if I can reach August again in a couple of hours. All right. Gail, your car pulls up, the sun has set, and you are now at Indio Hills. Indio Hills is... An area in um, the Coachella Valley. Some people, like Hollywood types, like to kind of go here for for vacation. It's become a popular little trendy spot for the affluent 
when they want to get away from the city. At this point, it's a population of a little over 5,000, I think. So it's still a small town. You pull up to this inn, and it's a it's maybe like three-story building, maybe. Not a lot of rooms. You go to check in, and this guy at the front desk goes, Yes? Ma'am, do I know you? Why, yes, I do believe you do. No. No, you're not. You're not here right now. I, I am. Hang on just a second. And he runs into the back and comes out with this binder. And he and it's it's this thick tome and he slams it down on the front desk and flips it open. And there is a headshot of you from 1939. And he goes, oh, would you please sign this? What? Of course I will. And I sign it. I'm honored. And what's your name? Lewis. 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 And I write to Lewis. Personalize it. Yes, to Lewis. Keep reaching for the stars. Keep reaching for the stars, yeah. Something something horny that I always do. Hang in there. (laughs) Heart. Oh, I'm such a huge fan. Oh, and it is so nice to meet fans. Are you going to be staying with us, ma'am? Uh, well, yes, I am. My uh, my assistant must have made a, a reservation. Uh, yeah. Oh, we do have one coming in. It's under a different name. Oh. Yes, so Barbara Stenovich. Yes. Barbara Stenovich, your character from Amazon Ladies Go Home. I did like I playing known. Jungle Queens. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you need anything, town's winding down about right now. Uh, we kind of keep it quiet here. But if you need anything, I will wake people up. I could use um, a bite to eat. On it. You have any Thank dietary you, restrictions? <laughs> Not a lot of cheese or pickles. Uh-huh. No pickles. It's a long story. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> well, I got time. I don't. I'm very tired. Lewis. Understood. No pickles. Maybe tomorrow then. Because I'm going to ask again. (laughs) Next episode. You get a week to come up with this pickle story. (laughs) I've already got the pickle story. I just don't want to tell it. It's not long. It's very short. But I don't want to tell it. So it's up to him to charm me (laughs) telling it. Okay, I'll 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 roll charm. I'll roll charm, baby. Wait, how do I defend against charm? You don't. You don't. It's based on his stat. <laughs> you don't. I feel like I've been oh. charmed in my days. Oh, I feel like I rolled I'm pretty a 14. Impervious. What? I did. I swear to you. I rolled a 14. Hmm. You sure you don't want to tell me that pickle story? <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't see her ever telling this. <laughs> She'll never tell the story. story. What do you need me to roll, Gail? I mean, a 14 is pretty good. Yes. I mean, how does he charm me, Mr. 14? Yeah, I want I want some play to get this out of me. <laughs> mm. I'm going to put a pin in this, and we're going to get this pickle story. He's going to earn it. I got, I'm <laughs> saving that roll. Yeah, you, you've got the roll, but I need something. Because <laughs> okay. I'm like, I, this right. is just not, not something more time she would pickle story. out. <laughs> this dude. Shit. That's fine. Okay. So what do you want to do, Gail? He's like, I'll do, uh, I'll get you the food, no pickles, no yeah. cheese. Yeah. Got it. Have Philip take my bags to my room, get there. make a killer beef stroganoff. You're good. You're really good, Renfro. Okay. 
She loves it. She loves beef stroganoff. <laughs> she loves it. She, she loves, loves it. beef stroganoff. Loves it. Um, beef stroganoff it is. The finest. Beef stroganoff it is. Um, and then uh, she she calls Haley. I love the 1950s where nobody can reach mm-hmm. anybody. No. Yeah. <laughs> trying to try Not even an answering shit. machine. It's just kind of like, no. No. just keep on pestering until There's you actually get lucky. There's a guy downstairs and he's just like, mother. Okay. No, 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 no. As soon, I hang up if as soon as somebody besides Haley answers. Like, <laughs> Whenever you call anyone, like, you should have to roll luck. And that's if you get them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys have to not tell me that you're off doing shit. Is really what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, then yeah. Um, I choose I to do, sit at I, home today and just make myself available for phone calls. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> and then I call Zelda. Well, Haley answers the phone. Oh, Haley does answer the phone. Oh, yeah, it's late. Yeah, she's home. Haley's home now, yeah. I'm eating yeah. my sandwich. She now assumes every phone call for the rest of the night is probably for her, and she rushes down. Oh, Haley. Joanne, you made it safely. Well, I'm very sorry. I just, I had to get here immediately. As you see, I spoke to someone here, and they said that the film crew was acting very odd, very odd indeed. And so I came and... um. Well, I haven't met anybody yet. It's late. I'm going to go to bed. But anyway, in the morning, I plan on going to the set and seeing what's going on. Um, I, but as I understand it, Bonnie was here and was rooming with someone. And well, anyway, apparently they've just all been acting very strange. And I thought, why not? Why not just go? So I went. Well, I'm glad I know Philip is having a harder time driving at night these days. And so I'm glad you made it before the... Sun went down. <laughs> that's that's. Um, did you see anybody? There's nobody there at the hotel anymore. Uh, no, or at least I've not as far as I know. I could ask around. That's a good idea. Please be careful. Be careful of what? There's something brewing, and I'm not exactly sure what. I saw I saw Moses Mayhew at Ra's office earlier today. Oh. Do you? R.A. knows about the party. Oh. What does he know? I don't know much, but he knows about our friend, uh, Mr. Strom. Although I suppose, I don't know, do we call him a friend yet? He seems to be in, uh, I don't know, R.A. wanted to know something about him, but something inside me said not to tell him. And so I didn't, um, I did my best at lying. You know, I'm not, I'm not the charismatic type. So I'm I'm feeling a little blessed mm. that that went as well as it did, but I don't know for how much longer. Haley, um, you've stayed at my house a number of times. Would you do me a favor? Could you see if uh, Mr. Strom could um also come and stay at my house? I'd really like it if Ra couldn't find him. Oh, that's a that's a good point. I can yeah. call Mildred and make sure she lets you in. Well, all right. That sounds that sounds fine. I'll uh, I've been trying Mr. Strom here. He he also tried to reach me earlier today, and I I haven't been able to connect with him yet. All right. Well, I will be here for the rest of the evening, but um, in the morning I will be out. Feel free to give me a call or call the front desk if for some reason I think I am going to call Zelda here in a moment. See if I can get through to her. I went there first after the after the set and uh. I didn't see Moses show up there, but that doesn't mean he won't. Oh, Moses. Hmm. Yes, I'll give Zelda a call. Um, If you can't reach me, uh, just do try back or call the front desk and let them know, and I'm sure they'll make sure that I 
I'm able to return your call since we're having so much trouble with that tonight. <laughs> I'll I'll call you from your place once we get there. Excellent. Thank you. This conversation ends. August Strom, after your spell casting, what were you gonna do for the rest of the evening? What was your I, I was plan? going to Bunker Hill. I so I I was going to uh to the address. The apartment building, yeah. Joanne. You're not able to get a hold of Zelda that evening, sadly. Is there does anyone answer like a No one answers. Ooh. Okay. You go to bed, August John. You drive down to Bunker Hill and you find this apartment. As you're going through Bunker Hill, there's you see this tram. It's a cable car. And it goes up this huge hill. And it's called uh, Angel's Flight. It's the name of this cable car. Okay. And you can park your car and you can get in this and it'll take you to the top of the hill. Oh, Augie doesn't own a car. Oh, well, whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, capping yeah. You it You take up, your yeah. taxi and he drops you over there and he's like, there you go. Yeah. And you get on this. Uh, this is a real service that was in Bunker Hill in the 1950s. And you hop on Angel's Flight and you start making your way up towards the hill. You get out you start hoofing it over towards where you believe this daily apartment slash hotel is. The front guy at the front desk is disinterested in you. And he says, do you need a room or no? Do you live here? I don't. I, I have a friend that's staying in here and I, I, I have reason to believe she might be in trouble. And I, I just need to check on her. We're all in trouble, ain't we? We are, but we got to try, try and take care of our own. Right? I guess. W- would you mind telling me uh, which room Cordelia Betancourt and, uh, and Bonnie Hunsacker share? I would. I would mind. See, guy came in here about 20 minutes ago, and he was looking for that same room. Now, those girls are sweet girls. They keep they their rent paid. And he's up there right now. What? And he told me that if I let anybody else up there while he's up there, there's going to be hell to pay. Who is he? Do you know his name? I don't ask questions like that. Listen, he doesn't have to know that it's it's from you. I could just be someone that already knows. I don't he doesn't know, know, his know name. that you gave him that information. I I need to go up there. The, the, these girls are in danger. You said that they're sweet girls. They are sweet girls, but they're not well, home. I know that much. They got a movie shoot shooting out there in the desert. Well, this man certainly might mean harm to them. Those girls are in trouble, and I'm, I'm truly here to help. Can I okay. roll persuasion to see if... Uh, yeah, go for it. I can get this here. 60, that is a success. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give you a bit of advice. This guy is built like a tank. Now you're more than welcome to go up there, because my name is Bennett, and I ain't in it. But if you go up there, I'm just going by the laws of physics. Two of you's going up there. Only one of you is probably coming back down. And that's on you. Thanks for the advice. It's the room. August Strom gets the room number, starts to make his way upstairs. You get to the hallway, and you can see that the door is wide open. Elsewhere, in another hotel, in another town, another door opens quietly. And Joanne Lamore feels a hand cover her mouth.